It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Primetime Dual Blowback. Are you as mad as everybody else is? There's a lot of anger for deciding to schedule this at the same time of the Biden town hall. Then... First boy, Baron Trump's COVID-19 scare. He had the Corona-19. I don't even think he knew he had it. Wait till you see what this Trump niece is saying. He was put into a dangerous situation by his parents. Then, who killed the wife of TV's Tarzan? One year later, new questions about the killing of the Tarzan actor's wife and son. Exclusive. What his two daughters are telling Inside Edition. To lose mom and Cameron in such a horrible way is unfathomable. And secret pregnancies. Getting pregnant during the pandemic and not telling your friends about it until you have the baby. Why so many moms are keeping their pregnancies to themselves until the big reveal. He had no idea she was pregnant. Plus... What the heck is that? Oh my God, look at this thing. The monster from the deep that's freaking people out. Oh my God. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Tonight is the night President Trump and Vice President Biden will hold dueling town halls. And there is plenty of anger over the fact that they are airing live on different networks at the exact same time, which, of course, makes it complicated for viewers to hear from both candidates. Stephen Fabian has more. Tonight's primetime presidential showdown is sparking major backlash. NBC is under fire for scheduling their just-announced Trump Town Hall at the same time as ABC's Biden Town Hall. NBC's decision getting a lot of criticism. Critics say that the move will disenfranchise viewers who want to watch both events. Brian Stelter is the host of CNN's Reliable Sources. All over social media, there's a lot of anger at NBC for deciding to schedule this at the same time of the Biden Town Hall on ABC. Sources at NBC say this is all about parody because Joe Biden had a town hall on NBC at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thus, Trump gets the same time of day, the same amount of time that Biden received last week. He says Trump stands to benefit the most from the head-to-head. NBC is also going to broadcast this town hall on its cable channels, like MSNBC. So it'll probably generate a bigger audience than Biden will have on ABC. Some of NBC's own biggest names are up in arms. Among them, Mandy Moore and Sterling K. Brown, stars of the hit show This Is Us. They've both signed on to a letter with 100 other actors and producers urging the network to reschedule the town hall. Also signing the letter, heavyweights like Mariska Hargitay, Family Guys, Seth McFarland, Ben Stiller, and Allison Janney. 
President Trump refused to participate in the virtual debate, the letter declares, by agreeing to air his town hall as counter-programming opposite Vice President Biden's town hall on ABC. You are enabling the president's bad behavior and doing a disservice to the American public. MSNBC's most popular host, Rachel Maddow, is also slamming her bosses. Are you as mad as everybody else is that NBC is doing a town hall with President Trump tomorrow (laughs) instead of the debate at the same time that Vice President Biden's going to be on ABC? Vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris had a diplomatic response. I'm not going to tell the networks what to do, but I'll tell you, I know who I'm going to be watching. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Today, the president mocked his NBC hosts during a rally in North Carolina. I'm being set up tonight, right? So I'm doing this town hall with uh, Concast, C-O-N, right? Con, because it's a con job. They asked me if I do it, and I figured, what the hell, we get a free hour on television. The crack got a big response from the sea of Trump supporters. Last night, there were 5,000 at his rally in Des Moines. Should I take off the tie or not? What do you think? They went wild when he ripped off his tie and put on his MAGA hat. Meanwhile, late-night host Jimmy Kimmel got serious, pointing out that COVID cases are on the rise across the nation. While you'd expect something like this might make the president think twice about these unmasked egomania orgies he's involved with, Donald Trump doesn't think twice about anything. Most of the time, he doesn't even think once. Meantime, Joe Biden's running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, has canceled her public appearances until after this weekend. That's because two people close to her campaign, one member of the flight crew and her communications director, have both tested positive for COVID-19. The campaign says neither person's had any contact with Senator Harris, Vice President Biden or any other staffers. The news that Barron Trump was infected with COVID-19 has prompted all kinds of questions. Why didn't the White House announce it earlier? How sick was he? And was he put in danger because of his father's disdain for masks? Well, according to the president's estranged niece, Mary, the answer to that last question is yes. Here's Amber Cagliano. The president's estranged niece is claiming he and the first lady are to blame for first boy Barron's bout with COVID-19. I am inexpressibly relieved that my cousin is okay, but... Let's be honest, he was put into a dangerous situation by his parents who have not been taking adequate precautions. Mary Trump, author of a best-selling book about the Trump family, appeared on CNN. Unfortunately, in my family, and this started with my grandfather, illness of any kind, whether it was a physical ailment or an addiction, was seen as weakness. And being weak was unacceptable. In a poignant essay posted on the White House website, First Lady Melania writes, My fear came true when he was tested and it came up positive. Luckily, he is a strong teenager and exhibited no symptoms. Infectious disease expert Dr. William Schaffner. This virus affects children and young people, adolescents, young adults, less severely than it does older people and people with chronic illnesses. And I guess Barron is a uh, nice example of that. And fortunate. The president spoke about Barron at last night's mostly maskless rally in Des Moines. He had it for such a short period of time. I don't even think he knew he had it. Because they're young and their immune systems are strong and they fight it off 99.9%. And Barron is beautiful and he's free. He used Barron's experience to renew calls to reopen schools. Within like uh, two seconds, it was 
Uh, Barron is just fine now. He's tested negative, right? Because it happens. People have it and it goes. Get the kids back to school. As schools across America struggle to reopen, a new study by Brown University says the infection rate in schools is low and schools do not appear to be major spreaders of COVID-19. We're not seeing a lot of spread in schools. And so in general, we're seeing schools as relatively low risk environments. With careful planning, schools can reopen safely. It is a harsh rebuke of the president by a retired Navy SEAL known for his role in the killing of Osama bin Laden. Very brave men said goodbye to their children, he tweeted. It was not a body double. That comments in response to the president sharing a baseless conspiracy theory that the bin Laden raid never happened. It's the shocking, almost laughable conspiracy theory retweeted by President Trump today that Osama bin Laden might still be alive. The conspiracy theory first pushed by far-right QAnon and then picked up by the president goes like this. The legendary bin Laden raid of 2011 was botched. The corpse stuffed inside the body bag wasn't bin Laden at all, but a SEAL Team 6 Navy SEAL ordered killed by President Obama and Joe Biden. Biden, Biden and Obama may have had SEAL Team 6 killed, goes the tweet retweeted by Trump. Explosive CIA whistleblower exposes Biden's alleged role with the deaths of SEAL Team, claims to have documented proof. Now Robert O'Neill, the SEAL Team 6 hero credited with killing bin Laden, is firing back. And we really killed Osama bin Laden. Today, he's calling out the president for spreading what he calls baseless lies. These trolls are preying on family members of fallen soldiers. O'Neill tells Inside Edition he still supports President Trump, but he just can't let these baseless claims go unanswered. I'm a supporter of Trump, but I was also a supporter of President Obama and President Bush. I worked and President Clinton. I worked for all of them, um, but I refuse to be a yes man. I'm not going to agree with everything every president says. During his time as a member of the Navy SEALs, O'Neill had leadership roles in 400 different combat missions. If you see this thing in the water, you would probably call the police. But in one Oceanside community where the phone actually is ringing off the hook, cops are saying, please don't call us about that giant fish. We know it's there. But what exactly is it? What is that thing, dude? Two guys on a boat can't believe their eyes. Look at that thing! Oh my God! We have seen some we ain't never seen before. Now police in a Massachusetts town are being inundated with calls about a strange creature from the ocean that they've never seen before. There's something out there swirling around. All I can get out of it is a fin or a flipper. It's a huge fin. Hi, it's the fire department. I just took a call from a gentleman. Is it about the fish in the water? Yeah, it is. So what is it? It's not a shark or a seal. It's a rare and extremely weird creature called a sunfish, which can weigh up to two tons. And even though its flattened body gives it a monstrous appearance, it's actually a gentle giant. They're extremely docile fish. Uh, uh, sunfish are, they eat jellyfish, smaller fish, things like that. Uh, they're not a threat to humans at all. A lot of people have never seen a sunfish before, um, so that, that kind of triggered a little bit of surprise. Authorities even took to Facebook and asked the citizens of Wareham, Massachusetts to please stop calling the police department about this sunfish. Say that to the two guys on the boat. Oh my God! 
<laughs> Ocean sunfish usually grow to be 11 feet long and they live for about a decade. These three moms recently gave birth without anyone knowing they were expecting. And they're not alone. Thanks to the isolation that's been such a part of the pandemic, a lot of women are having what you could call secret pregnancies. Here's Les Trent. Actresses Mindy Kaling and Amanda Seyfried succeeded in keeping a huge secret during the pandemic. So did these three women. They were all pregnant and kept the news from all but their closest friends and family members. Annabelle Evans was in the first trimester and not showing yet when the pandemic hit. Like so many Americans, the media buyer started working from home. All of my Zoom calls and phone calls were urgency. Things need to be done now. I'll call you in 15 minutes. There was never a chance to say, oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. It was only after baby Scarlett was born did Annabelle make the big reveal. I got all of these messages saying, you what? You're pregnant? I had no idea. So I made sure I looked really great from here onwards. When book publisher Morale Sitar was pregnant with baby Elias, her co-workers didn't have a clue. Nobody really knew I was pregnant and I don't really make social media announcements. She says it was just easier to keep it a secret. If you're catching up with someone on Zoom or if you're catching up on FaceTime, they can't really see unless you do a full body angle and nobody ever does that. It even happened where I work. Inside Edition's executive director of publicity, Irene Rogers, decided that now was not the time to publicize her own pregnancy to anyone outside her family and intimate circle of friends. So this is our co-worker, Irene. Hi. And this is her baby, Zane. And, and guess what? We are just finding out that she too had a child during COVID. We had no idea she was pregnant. This was right about the time that I was ready to share the news, but then I didn't see anybody for months. And when you don't see each other for seven months, some things slip through the cracks, I guess. <laughs> All the new moms we talked to agreed on one thing. The pregnancy during a pandemic is really stressful, but having the baby makes 2020 so much better. Indeed, it does. Congrats to all the moms. But Irene, especially to you, we cannot wait to meet little Zane. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, who killed the wife of TV's Tarzan? One year later, new questions about the killing of the Tarzan actor's wife and son. Exclusive, what his two daughters are telling Inside Edition. To lose mom and Cameron in such a horrible way is... Unfathomable. Plus, Playground Wars. There was two men working out right next to the swings. Families versus gym rats. Plus, Proposal Oops. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It was exactly one year ago that cops were called to the home of Tarzan actor Ron Ely. They say they found his wife stabbed to death. Their son, who was covered in blood and believed to be a suspect, was shot dead by sheriff's deputies in what authorities say was a justifiable homicide. But the actor's daughters don't buy that. In fact, they tell Jim Murray they believe the police are covering up what did happen. 
It seemed like an open and shut case. Investigators ruled that the son of TV's Tarzan murdered his mother, and when deputies shot and killed him, it was justifiable homicide. Now in this Inside Edition exclusive, actor Ron Ely's daughters make bombshell allegations, accusing the sheriff's department of a cover-up. I believe that they're covering for themselves. I believe that they all shot him unarmed, without him saying he had a gun. Kirsten and Caitlin Ely say they've endured unimaginable pain since the deaths of their mother, Valerie, and brother, Cameron. To lose mom and Cameron in such a horrible way is unfathomable. My mom and I are soulmates. My brother, my sister, we're all soulmates. I think that's the hardest thing, that together we had such a powerful love. Tragedy struck the family exactly one year ago today, after cops say Ely, who played Tarzan the Ape Man on the popular 1960s TV series, told deputies his son stabbed Valerie and fled. When deputies found Cameron, they say he quickly moved his hands toward his waist and yelled, I have a gun. They say Cameron, a high school football star who went to Harvard but fell on hard times and worked as an Uber driver, lunged forward. Officers responded, hitting him with a total of 22 gunshots. The sisters claim their brother never threatened deputies and that he had his hands raised. They say this sheriff's recording proves it. Listen as cops approach Cameron. Keep your hands up, okay? Keep your hands You got gloves? We need somebody to glove up. Yeah, I'll do it. Shame on you. Shame on you. No weapons were found on Cameron. The sisters also claimed that their brother did not kill their mother and that it was the work of an intruder. We found a an identification, a photo identification, and a hat of a male, a 30-year-old male that's not our brother, um, at the scene of the crime, and we gave it to the detectives. They say 82-year-old Ron Ely was too frail to speak. The actor has now filed a federal lawsuit against Santa Barbara County, claiming that sheriff's deputies did nothing to help his dying wife after she was stabbed here in their Santa Barbara home, and that deputies opened fire unjustifiably on his son, shooting and killing an unarmed, innocent man. Attorney DeWitt Lacey represents the family. Obviously, there's no need to use deadly force on Cameron. I would ask them why they're not telling the truth. Keep your hands up, okay? Officers claim Ely's daughters told them that Cameron had become erratic, unstable, and volatile in the days leading up to their mother's killing. The daughters deny that they said that. When we come back, moms versus workout buffs at the playground. With many gyms closed and people skittish about going to the ones that are open, fitness fanatics are turning to the playground to get pumped up. Unless Trent says that's got some moms furious. Should these muscular dudes be working out where children play? It's causing a war between parents who say playgrounds are for playing, not pull-ups. The issue is front and center during the pandemic because of concern that gyms are not safe and could spread the COVID-19 virus. So with trainers and their clients being forced outdoors and parents and their children seeking an escape from being cooped up inside, is it possible that these two groups can peacefully coexist in a city park? 
These moms bring their kids to this playground in Astoria, Queens, and they don't want people working out near them. They also say city regulations require adults to be with children when they're in the playground. Do you believe these guys should be able to work out in this park when your kids are playing around here? No, it's it's an invasion of our space. When there's kids and you're doing pull-ups on the, you know, on a, a child's bar, then I don't think that's right. So you're going to do 10 burpees, 10 jump squats. Personal trainer Kevin yes. Belgard brings his Reverse clients lunges. here okay, and says good. as long as he's respectful, he has a right to share the space. One of the things that, that one of the parents said is like, you know, it's kind of gross. You guys are out here, you're sweating, and they've got their young kids here playing right. on the, the play structures right behind right. you. So what I try to do is avoid the play structures. As you can see, we just try to use a mat over here, or we try to get a certain area, try to keep ourselves away from the kids. We need a place to work out, too, and it's a community park. Um, and as long as we're all respectful of one another, like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be all be able to coexist here. And when we come back, a guy takes an unexpected dip. Next. Finally, let's hope married life goes smoother than this. It's a romantic dockside proposal. He gives his girlfriend the ring and she leans in for a kiss. Oops, she accidentally leans on the throttle and the boat takes off. Sending her future husband into the water and the boat into the shore. That's one way to crash into love. Everybody was okay, the boat not so much. That's Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.